Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Herich here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast, where we give you a brief recap of the day's market action based on what we see in the VRA Investing System and, more importantly, what we see looking forward for investors. Starting with some of the news topics of the day, there was certainly no shortage of them out there, but this morning began strong as leading retailers Target and Lowe's reported a crush on their earnings estimates, sending both of their shares sharply higher. Other leading retailers have already come in positive, with Walmart and Kohl's beating on estimates as well, showing that the U.S. consumer continues to remain strong. Clearly, somebody forgot to tell the U.S. consumers that we are entering a recession, if you're listening to the financial media, but that is not what we are seeing here. Now, next up, the trade topics. I won't get too into this today, but we've said this since day one. This is not a trade war. This is, at most, a trade skirmish, and we're seeing this play out right now. China numbers are continuing to come in and showing that they're experiencing their lowest growth in 27 years, clearly bearing the brunt of these trade of retaliations here, these tariffs, as our markets continue to stay strong and our companies continue to rally. We've already gotten signal from Trump that he will delay the latest round of tariffs until December 15th. Again, we think this signals that he wants the, he said that he wants the U.S. consumer to have a great holiday season leading up to that. But as the Chinese economy continues to suffer, we think that we'll begin to see crucial elements of this trade deal emerge. Some of these things will start to get done, showing a general structure of what this might look like. We know that that's what President Trump wants leading up to the election is some positive news. Send this market higher. The economy is what he's running on here after all. Now, we've talked about this at length, but China has gotten away with hundreds of billions of dollars in, of theft, whether it be intellectual property, manufacturing, whatever it may be. That number is probably in the trillions now. It's been going on for decades. Someone had to do something about this. Regardless of the political party affiliation or even who the president of the United States is at the moment, this is something that needed to be done. It's something that more, more people probably should be talking about. Most people don't know what's happening here, but this is something we should all be behind. So, like I said, certainly no shortage of shoot news this week as the FOMC meeting minutes from the July meeting were just released uh, after the Fed decided to cut rates in their last meeting. The minutes showed that a few policymakers voiced their preference that the cut would have been 50 basis points versus the 25 points that they cut. And as well as a number of policymakers said that in a framework discussion that the Fed could have been more aggressive with quantitative easing. Now, all eyes will be on the Fed meeting in Jackson Hole later this week to see if there will be any Fed speak about what is going to happen in upcoming Fed meetings, and is there a signal for future rate cuts? Our markets, like the action of the day overall, all four of our major indexes finished higher on the day. The Dow led the way today, up 0.93% to 26,202, followed there by the NASDAQ, up 0.9% to 8,020 on the day. Next up, the S&P 500 finishing up 0.82% to 2,924. And finally, the Russell 2000 finishing up 0.79% to 1,509. One item that the media tried to hit this market with today was the continued talk of an inverted yield curve. As the 2- and 10-year yields saw a brief inversion or close to an inversion earlier today as well. Again, though, 
we did not close at these inverted levels, just like last week. So this continues to be the inversion that never was. Last week, we saw the 10-year yield cross below the 2-year yield for the first time since 2007, something that many are pointing out has signaled many of the last recessions. Again, though, it only happened for a short period during trading hours and closed back above inverted levels. So technically, there has not been a true inverted yield curve up to this point. Not to mention, the yield curve is not an infallible metric here that we're looking at and is also not an immediate signal of a recession. In the past, the yield, when the yield curve first inverts, the markets continue to rise on average for another 18 months with an average gain of 15%. So short term, this is a positive indicator in a lot of ways. But there's another crucial element that is a fundamental point here that many fail to realize and very few are talking about. And that is the question of why is the yield, ver yield curve inverting? In the past, the yield curve has inverted before a recession because the two-year yield was elevated by the Fed due to inflation or other complications, causing the two-year yield to elevate above the 10-year yield. Our current scenario is very different. We're in a low inflation environment, one of the things that the Fed is trying to work on. This inversion has been caused by the fact that U.S. 10-year yields, or sorry, U.S. 10-year is one of the best yielding and most reliable bonds out there right now. This has increased the demand for the 10-year, driving up the price and lowering the yield down to the two-year rate level. So, in, to recap here, what's happening? The demand grew so much for the 10-year price that prices rose, rose and yields fell below the two-year level. If anything, this is bullish. 10-year bonds are in such demand right now that everybody wants them. We're the place to be for capital. Very different scenario from the two-year elevating up to the 10-year. See the distinction there? Because of inflation or other components, whatever it may have been. Uh, but we see this as a very important distinction. At a time when the large majority of European and other bond yields worldwide are yielding negative rates, and that rate of countries doing that is growing, the U.S. bonds are the place people want to be. Now, I caught this at the very end of the day while I was doing some quick market recap stuff. And Rick Santelli, one guy in the mainstream media who we love and respect here for sure, um, he, he was on later today. He said, really, this inversion tells us absolutely nothing. We are the place that capital wants to come to right now. And ultimately, that is good. While this is an important situation to monitor, and we will continue to do so here at the VRA, but the reality is this tells us very little, very different scenario for a yield curve inversion that we've seen in the past. And not to mention, our markets are still just a few percentage points away from all-time highs. We simply see no signs of a recession here in the short term. Looking to our internals on the, the day, we get confirmation of that, got strong numbers across the board here, advances Beating out declines better than 2 to 1 positive with 6,311 advances to 2,677 declines. New highs beating out new lows 2.5 to 1 positive with 433 new highs to 170 new lows. Finally, volume coming in roughly 2 to 1 positive on the day as well. Our sectors also had a very strong day today. 11 out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors coming in positive, led today by consumer discretionary and technology, both up over 1% on the day, followed by healthcare and energy. And one sector that we've been focusing on here has been an important indicator for us, the real estate sector, also continued its rally today. 
looking at some of the individual ETFs, we see many now getting back to their 52-week highs level and extending that high level there. That rally was helped today as existing home sales came back better than expected this morning. And I do want to point out, our VRA housing recommendation is up over 125% so far in 2019, folks. Come join us at the VRA for two free weeks. You can do so at VRAinsider.com. If nothing else, get some more information about us and what we're doing. So recessions do not begin when housing is red hot like it is right now. They just don't. We continue to see this as a full-on breakout that is still happening far from over and, again, not recessionary. Finally, for the day, taking a look at commodities, gold was down in the day, but we continue to be very bullish on gold. If you follow Kip on Twitter, he put out a great chart today. You can follow him at K Heridge. Uh, he put out a great chart today. One of the key factors we're seeing right now is the relative strength of GDX to gold. GDX is the minor ETF. Miners lead the way on gold rallies. Right now, relative strength of GDX to gold is breaking out of a roughly 13-year downtrend. GDX has been steadily outperforming gold at a 2 to 1 ratio or better, signaling once again that the miners are on the way. Very bullish here for gold. Gold, like I said, did is now down on the day by 0.2% to 1,512 an ounce. Silver also down on the day by 0.2%. So far to 1711 an ounce. Copper down slightly on the day by 0.04%. And lastly, oil here down on the day by uh, by 0.22% to 5591 a barrel. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast in your inbox every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com slash podcast. We'd love to have you with us. Love to get your feedback. Always appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.